You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's news and insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello, listeners, welcome to Tax Wrap podcast episode 112. Uh, Steve Burnham joined by Andy and Letty again. Hello, guys. Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. I, I had a week off last week, so. Um, That's right. It's good. Yeah, you did have a week off last week. Yep. It's good to have you back. We did have. Uh, um, we did have the SRO talk talk last week. Yeah, so I had nice. a listen. Yeah. So, so it's nice to have you back on board, Steve. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Just a little <laughs> break before uh, before FBT season starts. Then that's what we're talking yeah, about today. You won't get any breaks then. <laughs> no, <laughs> when that, once that starts. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a few things happening that we uh, that practitioners should keep in mind. Uh, yeah, is that right? yeah, that's right, Steve. I mean, FBT. It's one of those things where it comes around once a year, and sort of you have to sort of scratch your head and sort of try to remember mm. all the things that have popped up during the year so we figured well look we better you know we better give you uh give our listeners out there a quick rundown as to what's been a bit of a check happening yeah yeah that's right yeah so well, so what is happening what, what do we have to keep in mind well i think there's a couple of little things that have uh happened i think the the electronic portable devices the government uh, previously introduced that special rule for small businesses mm. uh, whereby you can provide more than one portable electronic device, so i.e. your iPad, tablet or laptop. Uh, in the past, it was a bit difficult, particularly with the convergence of technology. You know, you might have... Uh, the functions basically across mm-hmm. different devices were the same or similar. That's right, yeah. yeah. And that's that's one of the tests. The test is, firstly, it has to be primarily used for work purposes. Mm. And secondly, the uh, device doesn't... You know, if you provide that device, you can't have a substantially identical function to another. So... so what this tries to resolve anyway is that for those who are small business entities, so those who have an aggregated annual turnover of less than two mil, yep. uh, they can provide as many devices as they wish from 1 April uh, 16. So because, like we said a little bit earlier, um, sometimes it's difficult. You've got a laptop these days and you also got a, you know, an iPad where you can attach a keyboard. Yep. So, you know, they provide similar... Even, even your uh, phone functions. sometimes does some amazing things. Yeah, so yeah. is there any guidance from the ATO on what a substantially similar function might be? Yeah, there's, we've sat on a couple of committees and they've sort of say, look, it's premised on essentially a function test, so how you actually mm. go about using it. And so it makes it quite difficult to have clear guidance, hence, um, you know, uh, introducing that particular provision for small businesses. But, you know, one of the main problems, Lady, is that the those who have aggregated turnover in excess of two mil still face that same dilemma. So, essentially, you know, you still need to work out whether it's substantially identical. So it's a yeah. little bit of a silly law when they introduced it because there's no this clarity for the small end of town, but for the big end of, end of town, they, they still don't know what they need to do, or oh. they still need to assess it on a case by case basis, essentially. Yeah, yeah, and this is another example of the law or its administration not being able to keep up with the times. I think when you look at the sales of smartphones and iPads and tablets and phablets and all the rest of that sort of thing, 10 years ago, the numbers that were sold compared to the numbers sold annually now, you've got to think, and and there's so much more variation. You actually have something called a phablet, which is a combination of a phone and a tablet. Yep, and the capacity's increased greatly, et cetera, the things that they can do. Absolutely. We don't take cameras on holiday anymore. No, no. Yeah, that's right. So it's a matter of watch this space. I mean, the the budget's coming up. We're not necessarily sure whether they might extend that, you know, sort of uh, exemption for... Uh, all employers. No. Now, no. if the if the small business threshold does change from two million up to ten million, will this FBT 
concession fall within that? Uh, presumably so, Lydia. Well, we haven't seen anything yet. Uh, but we'll, yeah, yeah. If the threshold goes up, more businesses will be. That's right. Yeah. Looking at this. I mean, we're we're hopeful that um, if it does go through Parliament, there's still a bit of jousting there. Um, then we we might see that that occur, which is a very good point there. That, that's something we put in this pre-budget submission, isn't it? That's right, yeah, yeah, we did, um, particularly around, because what we did say in the pre-budget submissions, there's too many definitions of small business, Steve, oh, unfortunately. Yeah. There's two mil, five mil, <laughs> ten mil, so we've had, you know, small, medium and large small so businesses. Is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And... and Actually, those thresholds aren't even law yet. It's floating around the Senate. Oh, dear. So, so all watching this space. I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, but anyway, getting back to FBT, because that's what we're focusing on. Um, what else should practitioners uh, keep an eye on? Yeah, I think this one here, um, cars is always the perennial favourite. And um, it's, it makes up the largest chunk of the ATO's revenue when it comes to, to FBT. Um, but one of the things that we've we've spoken to a lot of members uh, over the last year or two, and one of the big things that come up is that particularly around family businesses, they typically might have a car in the family company, and that car gets provided to mum or dad, or dad might be a director or might get provided to mum. Um, they use that car, they go, beauty, I can claim, you know, the input tax credits in the in the company and all of a sudden they get a letter from the ATO saying, well, look, you know, we've noticed that you've got a car in this particular business, particular company, how come there's no FBT on it? Uh, so, right. so what the ATO is doing is that they're doing a data matching program where they're, they've sought data from all the, the car registries, so all the road traffic authorities like Vic Roads here in, Melbourne, uh, in, in Victoria, data matching that to, data matching that getting information on whether, you know, these um, these companies or these entities are actually paying FBT on these vehicles that may be provided to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, basically if your client is an employer and the ATO finds out that your client purchased free cars in the past year yep. and there's nothing about it on the FBT return, they might ask some questions. Yep, yep. So just, it could all be very legit, but definitely just uh, just keep on top of it. And even if you don't see any cars or anything like that come through the paperwork, right. maybe just ask the question. I, yeah. I, I, I know that uh, a lot of the small business people um, that I talk to, um, there is sometimes um, a bit of a misconception that a director of a business is also an employee. That's uh, right. I think yeah. a lot of people overlook that. So maybe practitioners just ask the question. That's right. I mean, I mean the real killer here for um, cars in private or family companies is that, you know, it's unbeknown to them. And then secondly, most in most instances, those cars are luxury cars. So mm. oh, right. so let's say if it's a $100,000 car, um, you know, you apply FBT over the last four years, for <laughs> example, you're getting a fairly hefty oh, a killer. FBT bill, particularly, un particularly when the default method for calculating the FBT is the statutory formula method, because in most instances, people don't realise, so they wouldn't have maintained the logbook. Oh, I see. Mm. Yeah, so that's 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 a real killer for, yeah, from yeah. an FBT viewpoint. Mm. Oh, so gosh. speaking of logbooks, uh, does the ATO have any good guidance? Because I'm aware that the ATO has been looking at clients, uh, taxpayers' logbooks yep. to make yeah. sure that it's all bona fide and above board. Yeah, so so one of the things we're, we've also seen from members is that um, the ATO is reviewing logbooks to ensure that they're, they're valid. Um, typically, a car logbook, you know, it lasts for five years and you need to ma maintain it for at least 12 weeks. So that is... Oh, a representative it is, period. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. representative or indicative of how you would use that car in the ordinary course of... How, does that lo how long business. does that last, that 12 weeks? Yeah, so you need to maintain it for at least 
12 weeks. I mean, how long, how long oh, is it valid? It's valid for five years. Five years. Okay. Unless your circumstances change, yeah. you know. So but your usage is pretty much the same every year for five years. Okay. Then yeah. your one logbook will do. Yeah, but what the ATO is doing is they're looking closely at the details of those logbooks just to make sure that the, the travel's bona fide. Mm. Um, they're even cross-checking or data matching that information to to your ro- road toll charges. Oh, for right. example, in, yeah. in Victoria we yeah. have CityLink, so they yep. might, you might put an entry down and they go, okay, did you travel down CityLink? Uh, yes. Oh, well, our records seem to show that you know you haven't quite travelled down there. So, so it's either, either you didn't do the work trip or else you didn't pay CityLink. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> either way, you're in trouble. Yeah, so we're in circumstances where the actual uh, logbook is deemed to be invalid, um, they default back to the statutory formula method and and usually, you know, it's a high FBT bill. And the reason for that is in most instances, the ATO sees a fairly high business percentage use. So that's why they're they're looking at the logbooks closely to see whether those those um, those entries are valid. Right. Okay, Josh. Um, and there was something about um, what was it you were mentioning something before about meal entertainment? Um, what was that was related to a certain sector? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So for those who are in the not for not for profit industry, so i.e. your hospitals and and um, schools essentially um, and and charities, um, the government introduced uh, from one April. 16 um, a five thousand dollar uh, cap when it comes to to salary sacrifice mill entertainment because we get a lot of those people in the industry uh, claiming these sorts of things and typically they're fbt free so just to so what the government decided to do last year which was implemented or legislated was that they've introduced this five thousand dollar cap grossed up cap so you can you can claim salary sacrifice uh, meal entertainment up to that amount and then once it exceeds that amount then you rely on your normal uh, caps um, yep. for those in the not-for-profit not industry which is I think 17667 um, or 31 I think 667 again so I can't, remember I can't, these things. <laughs> I can't quite remember it but that, that ends this year anyway so oh, yeah. so there's some of the things that uh, have kicked in so just be aware I think it's the, the message out there is just to be aware that if you do for those sorts of employers that uh, and for practitioners advising those sorts of employees who are you know who are you know, sometimes doctors or teachers that uh, these things are in place and so they can't necessarily go around uh, cl- cl- claiming these things um, I'm pretty sure most of their employers would be all over this anyway but right. it's just something worth uh, noting because it's pretty new for this year just just the yeah, doctor Eyes and cross the teeth, as they say. Yeah, and and of course uh, the living away from home food and drink allowances go up by CPI. I think every year, so it's worth checking that. That's right. Yeah, and what just else? just just making sure the living away from home allowance is all bona fide and right. you know the, you know um, from from an employee's perspective anyway. Right. Yeah, it's so, a fair bit to remember. Yeah, and uh, I think last but not least, the, the other big one that we're starting to see as well is. Uh, Contractors and employees. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, that's been on the ATO's radar for quite a long time, but yeah. now we're applying to to FBT as well. Really, yeah. what's the situation there? Yeah, so be, I think the one thing to note is that the ATO does have what's referred to as an employee obligations group because the the distinction between the employee and contractor is quite important because all of a sudden, if if you've got an employee, the person taken to be the employer's therefore subject to a whole wide range of uh, employer obligations. Right. For example, super guarantee, uh, FBT is just one of those. It's another amongst, one. 
yeah. amongst other PAYG withholding, yeah. uh, workers' compensation. So, all, so you've got a whole uh, base of things to, to worry about if you if you are an employer. And so, I think the key thing here to note is that um, you know if you do have clients that are you know uh, that are uh, that could potentially have that have contractors that could potentially fall into that employee mm, mm. Uh, category will be worthwhile just you know revisiting asking those questions to make sure that your obligations okay. are correct. Just run the ruler over it. Just that's that, right. Are they actually contractors or the, or otherwise? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Because FBT, that's when FBT kicks in, and DHO does have a fairly decent um, uh, employee v contractor tool out there that's for right. you just. Just to make a general assessment, of course, you know, like if you need further advice, always happy to hear from uh, our listeners on the helpline. Yep, excellent. All right. Um, thank you very much, Andy Letty, again. Uh, FPT season coming soon, listeners. So um, keep an eye on those points that uh, Andy Letty have just uh, uh, highlighted for us. Okay, thanks again, and we'll see you next week.